0: You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. This is the Adweek Podcast, where we talk about marketing, media, technology, pop culture, because in the end, everything is an ad. I'm David Greiner. I'm the international editor with Adweek. Uh, and I am so excited for the folks that are joining me. Of course, as always, Shannon Miller, creative and inclusion editor here at Adweek. Shannon, we have such a super special guest, one of our favorite people that we work with every day who has not gotten to be on the podcast. Uh, would you like to introduce her?
2: Um, Sure. Uh, She is the Senior Coordinator of Awards, Honors, and Programming. She also double bills as one of my favorite people in the world. Um, So I am super excited to bring her on for her podcast debut, Alexia Mirage. Hello.
3: Hi, I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, Alexia, like as anyone listening can tell, is a uh, a local's favorite <laughs> here at Adweek. <laughs> just one of the most wonderful people we get to work with every day. Tell us a little about your job generally before we dive into the next big event and awards that we've got coming up. Uh, so what do you do here at Adweek, Alexia?
3: So first, I try my hardest to make everybody like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I run all things awards, so... From start to finish on the competitive awards and I help out where I can on the editorial awards and do a little bit of programming as well. But if you've entered one of our awards, then I've probably had a chat with you at some point. So...
0: Yeah, I think AdWeek has somewhere between 17 and 436,000 awards. I can never quite keep the current number straight, but it is a lot. And Alexia is the uh, the person who really uh, keeps an eye on all of that, makes sure that the standards of quality on all of our entries is is uh, as high as we hope you would expect it to be. Uh, and this year we've got one of our uh, very big awards uh, coming up in uh, – in, well, it's in the newest issue of AdWeek. That comes out uh, today, if you're listening to this on Monday, when we drop the episode. Uh, But it is our Creator Visionary Awards. Uh, This is the second year we've done these. We created these, uh, and Shannon, you can correct me if I'm summarizing this wrong, uh, but I would say it it fills this gap of we have the Creative 100, we have a lot of different awards, but they don't really recognize creators in the way that we think of them in social media. Um, You know, some people say influencers. I I think that's not quite the right term because it's people who create really spectacular content. Uh, Shannon, you and Alexia obviously oversaw the Creator Visionary Awards. How would you, Shannon, describe like the kind of people you were hoping to see our jury recognize uh, in the Creator Visionary Awards?
2: Um, well, yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's definitely um, filling that gap between like the creatives as the ad world knows them and the creators that, you know, everybody else in the, the secular world understands them, which is, you know, the people that drive the content on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all of these things that sort of drive up engagement on these platforms and make them extremely valuable to marketers. All of the reason why everyone's trying to figure out a good TikTok plan is because of TikTokers and how um, just valuable they are to the ad ecosystem. So it's important to be able to recognize those people because they're doing it nine times out of 10 for free and are in some cases doing it more effectively than like ad veterans. Like it's just important to have something like this that recognizes the sort of community that makes all of this possible
0: yeah, And I, I feel like anytime I hear uh, someone like myself, who is of an older generation, uh, make a dismissive comment about, you know, social media or TikTok or dances and all this stuff. And I'm just like, you clearly do not spend much time checking out this content because it is on a level of quality and innovation and, and just pure creativity that goes beyond it. Like I could watch TikTok for 30 minutes and experience more creativity than I'm going to get through eight hours of Netflix binging. Like, mm-hmm. it is such an amazing experience. Not always, you know, sometimes you get some, some, you know, but you get some filler in between. But overwhelmingly, it's great. Alexia, what have you, this is the second year that you've been overseeing this program before we get into who the winners are this year, uh, we're going to talk about a few of them, including our kind of uh, biggest winner. Uh, but what have you enjoyed about it? What What do you enjoy about uh, kind of discovering the talent that comes out of this awards program?
3: Well, it's always fun to, you know, log on and, and find these, these new creators that are just putting out incredible content um, and being able to just explore these sides of TikTok that I'm, I'm not normally on. Like, I'm not always on, you know, education, TikTok or, or the artistry side of TikTok, but we find these amazing creators that are putting out this content. That's just leagues above anything I could have ever imagined. And it's so exciting to find that. And, you know, Shannon and I did some digging of our own to, to find some, some of these content creators. And it was just a really cool experience to find all these people that I just wouldn't normally see.
0: Well, we do have uh, kind of the, the biggest award we give every year, uh, Creator Visionary of the Year. Uh, this year, I think what I love about Creator Visionary is the goal is not to recognize necessarily the best, um, you know, current rising star, uh, because that's what pretty much most of the other categories are. There's a mix. There's certainly a mix of ages and backgrounds. But the Creator Visionary, I think we really see as someone who is accomplishing just a tremendous amount across a, a variety of media. Uh, and is, you know, a celebrity, but also a creator at heart, not just like an actor or even just a singer. Uh, Shannon, you wrote the cover story on this year's uh, Creator Visionary of the Year, who also creative directed his own cover uh, with a bit of a takeover of this. So if you want to see this uh, person's, I guess, approach to how they would design their own issue of Adweek, that's what you get on the cover this week. So Shannon, tell us who is this year's Creator Visionary of the Year.
2: Uh, so this year's Creator Visionary is a DJ, producer, artist, world traveler, major collector. He is the one and only Steve Aoki. Um, there's really not much that he's isn't involved in. So this seems like a fitting time to recognize that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not, I'll be the first
0: to admit, I'm not like a big EDM guy. Um, and so to me, like he was pretty synonymous with, being a DJ and, w- and with music. Um, but he is one of those people, like, even if you don't follow the music, you see him everywhere you run, you know, you run across him and stuff, but it feels like the, the evolution of uh, you know, the metaverse of NFTs of just the emerging ways that art and music uh, can have this kind of digital identity and, and licensing and new sources of income. I think a lot of the people that we think of as leading that are you know these kind of crypto bros like these these folks that are just like you feel like they're in it for the money um it feels like steve like is really experimenting in that place he seems to just truly love it
2: yeah like one of the things that he really kept um touching on was this idea of fostering a community and sort of bringing in all of these people that are into or as passionate um about this one specific thing as he has grown to be over the past couple of years um it's it's interesting because if there is anyone that could possibly bridge that gap between folks who are into NFTs versus folks who are ha- avidly not into it, it would have to be someone, I think, like a Steve Aoki that has a large fan base and has this um, sort of aura that sort of welcomes everyone. It, it can't be uh, like a staunch crypto bro that's just like, you, you got to understand it. You got to understand it. You just got to do it because it's what's happening. It has to be someone that has to be willing to be patient with a community of people that are just getting into it and kind of growing to understand it.
0: Yeah, it feels like I think what, to your point, what puts me off on a lot of conversations, I certainly am fascinated by the, the theories of uh, digital collectibles and things like that. We've talked that, uh, about them a few times on this show but, but a lot of the biggest advocates for them or the most passionate folks, they just talk about them as investments, as mm-hmm. financial. It is just how do we get them to be worth more money. And the dialogue is always around this like rocket to the moon, make as much as you can. Mm-hmm. The, I've never given a shit about that when I collect something. I mean like I have a thousand comic books in my basement and Al, our producer, like has helped me try to figure out if any of them are worth anything. And some of them are. I don't care. It's like that's not why I collect them. I collected them because I loved them. And someday my grandkids will read them, Uh, but you know they're fun and they're neat. And so, what did you? What vibe did you get from Steve getting to talk to him for this cover story about that and just beyond? Like, what's I don't know. What's he like based on your your feel from your interview
2: with him? So before I hopped on the phone with him, I knew two things: one that he is he was entered into the Guinness Book of World Records as one of the most traveled men um just in the world he's done over each year he does over 250 shows um a lot of times that requires doing shows um on back-to-back days in totally different countries and that somehow landed him a world record and two when i purchased the oculus and was trying to figure out my way through the venues app um that meta owns the very first concert that I saw him there was the Steve Aoki concert. So for him, he's going to be, he's a person that's like, has the potential to be like the entryway for a lot of people who are like trying to figure out the metaverse and figure out everything else. And he, I mean, there's a part of him that really, really enjoys that, that enjoys sort of being this beacon for people who are as curious about things as he is. Um, The thing that he talked a lot about in terms of like traveling was that it allows him to learn and soak up his surrounding culture that it's not necessarily about like hopping in this country, staying in the Airbnb and hotel and, you know, rocking out how I would approach things personally. Um, It's him sort of really immersing himself and sort of figuring out how things work um, in that area. There's just a lot of curiosity about him. Um, And, you know, he's been in this business for a long, long time. He could afford to be like, yeah, I think I get the gist. And, you know, coast, but he's, as he says, he's guided by his passion and his curiosity. And that's sort of what fuels a lot of his creative creativity and a lot of his endeavors. So I think that's what sort of keeps him fresh is just remaining this, like, as he described it, a curious student. And um, you just get that vibe and, you know, he's very kind and really just into talking about these things that he loves. I think that that's one of the most familiar things for a lot of us that are kind of like self-described nerds, what he talked a lot about was like, he can never just like read a book and be like, that was an enjoyable book. It's, he reads a book, he falls in love, in love with it. And he's like, I'm going to build an entire universe around this book. (laughs) And I think a lot of us on this call can relate to that where you just deeply, deeply love something. And that's sort of like his guiding philosophy. It's like, if you're going to love something, love it deeply. And and to your point about, I mean, this is a, He's forty four as as
0: am I. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can tell just looking at him that we're clearly the same. I'm going to be interviewing him at Social Media Week, <laughs> and it's going to be like just looking in a mirror, um, you know. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Social Media Week, uh, Alexia, tell us about. So, uh, Creator Visionary Awards are part of Social Media Week. Tell us about Social Media Week. You've you've been there. You were there before AdWeek uh, acquired Social Media Week. And uh, tell us about this festival.
3: Um, Social Media Week is a pretty unique experience. It's uh, three days this year, May 9th to the 11th, and we're finishing it off strong with our Creator Visionary Awards ceremony. Um,
0: and it's, it's in person this year. It's, uh, it is in New York City, right?
3: Yeah, it's in person in New York City at the Conveen uh, downtown. Um, no, it's, it's honestly a very fun experience. You meet new people, you just, it's nonstop learning and in a very fun way. I'm very excited to get to go again this year in person.
0: Yeah. Normally when they ask me to like moderate stuff, I love moderating stuff, but I try not to take on too many, um, just because, for those of you who do a lot of public speaking or whatever, it, it is it is tiring. It's a lot of prep work, um, and you don't get to enjoy the event. Like, right? Like, I like to just attend our stuff as much as possible. But like, they kept asking me, "What about this one? Could you do this session?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Like, put me on that one too." Uh, so I will be there. Uh, it's going to be super exciting. As I mentioned, I'll be talking to Steve Aoki, uh, and we're going to end. I believe uh, Steve and I are talking on the last day, Wednesday. And Then we're going to go right into the awards uh, for CVA. So, Alexia, tell us about some of the categories in Creator Visionary because it does have some of the most interesting, to me, categories of any of the awards we do. Obviously, we've talked about Creator Visionary of the Year, uh, but uh, what are some of the more specific kind of types of creators that we honor?
1: We
3: kind of so Shannon and I worked on putting together this categories list just months ago, and now seeing it come to life, it's pretty exciting. The the number of different industries and and creative just, <laughs> creative outlets that people have come up with. Um, so we have, you know, our beauty and fashion creator of the year, and a careers creator of the year, a hilarious comedy creator of the year, um, and then we move on to having, you know, a health and wellness creator of the year. We tried to cover as many parts of TikTok and Instagram and just social media as, and as much as we could, and we got this, this diverse, really fun group of people that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to meet most of these people in person next week. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. So.
0: And the, if you are, uh, if you're in social media professionally, right? Like if you are active in uh, advertising Twitter or Instagram um, or just following ad nerds on TikTok. A lot of your favorite folks are going to be at Social Media Week. That's been, to me, one of the best parts is kind of seeing who is attending, uh, who is speaking, of course. But also, it is like such a gathering of all of my favorite ad nerds into one place. Uh, and uh, it's I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be coming up very soon. All right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to talk more Creator Visionary Awards.
1: My dad works in B2B marketing Why? You ruined my life, Dad.
0: Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be. All right, we're back. Shannon, do you want to tell us about any of the specific winners uh, from this year that that you want to call it specifically? It's just folks either that you didn't know about or that you're just uh, that you're a big fan of and you're glad to see them uh, being honored by the jury?
2: Yeah, this is like a composite of my TikTok life. Like these are some of my favorite people that have really gotten um, a lot of people through a tough, tough pandemic. Um, TikTok is how I discovered um, Remy Bader who has won our Cross-Platform Entertainer of the Year. If um, you aren't familiar with her, she's um, a plus-size model and speaker. She is hilarious. um, And what I appreciate about her is that she does these real-life shopping hauls of popular brands, to sort of show how they are handling plus-size fashion and sometimes how they are not handling plus-size fashion. And it makes something that is really intimidating for me as a plus-size person seem um, really accessible. And it sort of allows me to think, oh, I can be fashionable too – Um, She just does this really good job of instilling confidence in um, the plus size community and is just so warm and welcoming and funny and um, comedy creator of the year. I was really um, curious to see who would win because if you are online at all, there were a few comedians that really became super prominent on Twitter, especially. And this year's winner is none other than Bowman Martinez Reed who. If you don't know who he is, I don't even know what to tell you at this point. Um, He kind of, in terms of like a tough category, it was a tough, tough category. And he blew everyone out of the water in terms of some like really, really great comedians. But he's mostly known for um, turning everyday moments into Bravo reality television moments. And they are like highly produced, on point like satirical things. They're just so, so clever. And it's really indicative of a person who has really dug into comedy in a way that doesn't rely on being mean or hateful or problematic, but just really t- takes an experience that a lot of people recognizes or a lot of people recognize and turns it into just something hilarious. And he's been able to parlay that into some really great brand partnerships with um, Netflix and a few brands up in Canada. So seeing his star rise is kind of cool. And um, getting to involve him in this was really, really cool.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's one of the first uh, influencer creators that brand people who work with influencers always mention to me uh, mm-hmm. as like some of the, their favorites. And, and, you know, it's impressive. It's like he's got a good following, but it's not like, you know, it's not 10 million, right? Like yeah. he's not the kind of person who is known for being – you know how a lot of the, a lot of and these are not the people who are honored in in creative visionary awards is there's there's a lot of creators who just have millions and millions of followers but they don't really do much you know it's like they either got them for being famous or you know it's like the more you know yeah, the older school kind of fame
2: yeah like i was i remember like when this is kind of like what quinta touched on in the last issue was like there's a different kind of content that goes viral now and a lot of it is like the the comedian or like the fun influencer or whatnot. Like if you're into comedy specifically, that has one joke that they ride for an entire account, and it doesn't really like show a ton of um, it doesn't really like show a ton of creativity. It's just literally like I've got this one sound that I like, and I'm gonna keep. Um, <laughs> lip syncing to it in different scenarios and that's just going to get me millions of dollars and it works but it doesn't really show any sort of vision it just shows like you hit the jackpot with this one quip and and that's i guess that's all you really need um,
0: or, or like the the ones who uh scatter like random foods on their like island counter and just make these like really <sighs> repulsive I don't know what I read an entire story about, like, who those people are and how they're all interconnected. But, like, those are the ones where I'm just like, well, this content is terrible, but you're clearly, you're, you're, you're accomplishing your mission of getting followers and engagement by people hate watching you. Dregs (laughs)
2: of society. They should be ashamed of themselves.
0: (laughs) So, on the other, because, yeah, it's like, it really is hard to build a a following just through, you know, through, I, I think we would all agree that creativity is about not just finding your one the one thing and only doing that one thing Mm -hmm. again those people wouldn't be honored in an award like this because it's just like you know i get it good good job on you finding that one thing and we all know that tiktok rewards that right like you do you have a hundred million things and i always joke that like you can be an expert in a million things and then you get on TikTok and, and you go viral because of like uh, uh, something hanging on the wall behind you. And everyone's just like, "What? what is that thing? Why do you have that on your wall? And then you just become like the person with the thing hanging on the wall and you build your entire identity around it. And it's like, because if you don't, everyone's like, I'm here for the thing on the wall. Like, <laughs> I, It's so weird. And I, I do have specifics, but I don't want to call them out because I've talked to some of these people and they're like, I'm really tired of being that person, <laughs> but the algorithm wants me to be that person. And they're like, every time I try to do something different, every single comment is like, "When are you gonna get back to it? When are you gonna do the, when you gonna do the thing?" <laughs> it's, true. it's like the one-hit wonders of of TikTok. Um, but uh, Alexa, you were gonna say something of that. I, I think I just
3: I no. I was just saying that was that was something that Shannon and I came across quite a bit when we were looking at you know potential potential entrants, just people that we would go on their pages and not really be sure why they were famous. Um, and we got a couple of those entries and we just weren't sure why they were entering, I guess we would say like, like what, what about them made them, you know, the, the comedy creator of the year, what set them apart from the other creators around. Um, and it was just tough to decipher. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's uh so um it, it what, Alexei, were there any of the uh the folks that that were honored by the jury uh, that you wanted to call out by name?
3: Yeah. Um I'm a huge fan of Jet Bentley and his father Susserly. They do an amazing thing. So Jet brings his dad, I'm sure you've seen him, but Jet brings his father different foods like a, a Domino's pizza and tells him to turn it into this gourmet food. Um and they do an incredible job. I think he was, his father was an Iron Chef. So it brings this entire, it brings a, a touch of creativity to the culinary world and, and makes it a little bit more fun than, than the recipes that I will still just watch all day long. But it makes it a little bit more fun and exciting to watch. So they're a good one. He's a favorite. Right.
0: Um, any others? Uh, I mean, I, I do obviously want to save most of the list for folks to check out themselves on Adwick.com or in Adwick's print issue. Uh, Shannon, any more that you want to call out uh, from this year's winners?
2: So many. Um, so I suggested we were trying to figure out crossover celebrity of the year and we kind of like went back and forth on that. For um, quite some time, in terms of like, because there's just so many celebrities that have like done really, really well. And the one that I kept going back to is our winner this year, Tay Diggs. Oh my God, Tay Diggs follows me. <laughs> he, <laughs> I feel like how many people have been able to say that in their lifetime? A he literally lot. Fo- he follows back everybody, <laughs> he
0: literally follows more people than follow him. It's <laughs> amazing.
2: <laughs> I, I finally broke down and followed him back and I'm so glad that I get to say that on a podcast in front of people that I just like, oh okay, I will follow you, Tay Diggs. I, I mean, when- it,
0: i do remember that first wave of people being like posting screenshots of like Tay Diggs followed you and of course everyone goes and makes sure that it's 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 real and it is real and he is like the most beautiful human being uh, who's been born in in my lifetime. Um and so it's wild, but like, he's such a unique celebrity, but, but obviously you did not uh, give him this award because he, he follows every, everyone <laughs> on earth. Like what, what is it about Taydex that you think made him the, the the right fit for this?
2: There, so there are so many celebrities that I think just, that, that just sort of bank on their fame in order to build their following. And he has banked on his inability to use TikTok absolutely incorrectly every single time and that is incredible to me like every like tiktoker will tell you like you want to hop on a trend quickly if you if there is like a sound you want to do what you can with that very popular sound because that's going to expose you to a mere audience and Tay dick said not i i will sing the sound Um, And I will attach nothing to it. Um, So no one should find this, but everyone will will find this. And remember that I am at heart a theater kid through and through. Um, He's just like determined to not do anything correctly. He won't bring people into his TikToks that actually want to be there. He won't um, like use any tags, but all of his content is so, so funny and so relatable because it's probably how we all are when we're alone, just weird as fuck. And it he's managed to build a following super, super quickly. And um, yeah, I'm just endeared to this like dad energy that he brings to his social media. And it is kind of like something coming full circle because we all remember from years ago, like, oh my God, Dix follows me on <laughs> Twitter. And now he's kind of sort of come full circle and found this, really cool niche for himself. And it's just really fun to watch grow. Um it, It's just, it's hard to narrow down and not talk about everyone because it's just such a good, good list. Black Girl Digital um, was our breakthrough business of, uh, or breakthrough business or brand. And um they've just been doing some really incredible authentic work for quite some time. It's just, it's just a list of my favorite people, and it's so cool to kind of see it come to life and, you know, something that we can finally share with people. Well, on that note, uh, I would definitely
0: encourage everyone to check out this week's issue of Ad Week. Got Steve Aoki on the cover. He designed the cover himself. Uh, so big thanks to Steve for taking that on. Uh, that's the um, only issue uh, that we do each year where we let a celebrity kind of uh, creative direct their own uh, cover. And so it's always fun uh, to see what folks do with it. Uh, And congratulations to Shannon on a really wonderful cover story and tremendous work by both of you, Alexia Mirage and uh, Shannon Miller, on another really stellar uh, Creator Visionary Awards list. And uh, I really appreciate all the work you both put into it. Thank you. All right. So with that, uh, we are going to wrap up. I uh, hope everyone will check out if you're into any of the stuff we've talked about. Be sure to check out Social Media Week. Uh, you can just Google Social Media Week 2022 and come check it out and come join me. Like I said, I'll be there. It's going to be it's going to be a blast. It's nice to be back in person uh, and uh, you will find all sorts of us Adweek folks there. So thank you both for joining.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manarino and edited by Lane McGivney at Bowell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. That's adweek.com slash podcasts. You can uh, stay up to date on all things involved in the Adweek Podcast Network, all of our different shows and episodes by following us on Twitter. We're at Podcasts. It's at Adweek Podcasts. And you can send us a question, comment, anything you want at podcast at adweek.com. That's podcast at adweek.com. For Adweek, I'm David Greiner, and we'll be back next week.